to another episode of Design and Style. I am one of your co-hosts, Dixie with Dixie Willard Design. And with me as always is the lovely and effervescent Rachel with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. And today, go ahead Dixie and intro. We have a, we have a special guest. We, okay. Rachel and I are very crushing hard. I should probably <laughs> tell you hard. who it is because in case you're listening to the podcast instead of watching, you have no clue. <laughs> so with us today is Sandra Funk. She is the founder and principal designer of House of Funk, which is an award-winning full-service and online interior design firm. And she has offices in New York and New Jersey. House of Funk has over a decade in business and they create thoughtful homes with an emphasis on clean lines and soulful touches, all rooted in tradition, which by the way, I have read that sentence, I don't know how many times now thinking that is just perfect. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. I am personal devotees of both Dixie and Rachel. I think you guys are the bomb. And uh, this collaboration is killer. Like, brilliant. Just you guys have these two sides of the story that I think are amazing. Um, the yin and the yang. It's beautiful to watch. And you're a blessing to the industry. It's so, so wonderful to see our industry, like, in conversation it's just it's beautiful well, thank you. you know thank what's you. beautiful that i just thought about we are all ethan ellen alumni too Isn't i know so crazy That's so funny it's like a little factory of brilliant <laughs> <laughs> they, they sure turn out brilliant designers out there i think they, they were not quite sure at one point what to do with me <laughs> oh, they for sure were not sure what to do with me <laughs> Oh my gosh. So fun though. Oh, it's so fun. Um, you know what else I heard too? Where I'm also a B-School alum from Marie Forleo. Oh, I'm not. Oh, you're not. Okay. No. You know, who's somebody else on your, on your, um, on Misha your Hedy. Yes. Yeah, I know Misha Hetty was. Yes. Yeah. And I was hearing Marie Forleo's um, name get kind of tossed around too in the world there. That's a, it's a good mentor to have with the online space. Very cool. Oh my gosh. I totally wanted, I was like, I, I'll, you know, like in the year, whatever time of year, March or whatever. When you yeah, start, March, April. Yeah, when you start seeing it <laughs> everywhere, and it's like Danielle Laporte's talking about it, and you know, and I'm like, well, oh, yeah, total FOMO every year. I'm like, I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That she was built that I think is that is happening in our industry now is like she's built. Danielle Laporte, Gabby Bernstein, like all mm -hmm. her people that they yes. all cross promote and they all support each other and they all yeah. raise each other up. And I think like you just said, there was Mark and Chase from Inspired. There was Luann from A World. Like there's this. Yeah. We have it. Just keep it rocking. We're doing it right now. Hello. It's actually happening right now. <laughs> right? Let's just create oh our own gosh. little. They can follow us. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, how did you, we talked about Ethan Ellen. Is that, was that how you got started in design? Was that your that first, like, that was my first foot in the door. I, um, I left, I was a finance major. I was in business consulting. I knew I wanted to own my own business one day. I just didn't know what it was going to be more than anything. I wanted to travel. Um, so I was doing, um, I was working for Accenture traveling and doing business consulting and I ended up getting into web design and then I ended up taking design classes at Parsons because there wasn't like a web design course yet right it was like so early on in um the usability side of web not the coding side of web but the pretty the interface mm -hmm. the UI and it 
was like time to take websites from reading a static page to drop down boxes and process flow and that you submit on the bottom right corner and what colors promote the, these good feelings are moving forward or does it if the button's red does that feel like a stop and not green like a go and like all these kind of emotional triggers and visual triggers and flow discussions were going on in web design this is like you know 99 and um, I started taking Parsons design classes at night living in New York City and just went down the rabbit hole with design I was toast like there was just, I was toast. I was like, nope, design. I love design. I want to be all design all the time. So um, I got laid off in the dot-com crash and I literally got my box from my desk and I got into my little yellow cab and I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I was the happiest laid off person you've ever seen. Yep. I just, I realized, I saw behind the curtain, I knew there was something so much more fun and so much more energetic and a different, like that part that I liked about consulting was a different project. You're always like, you had a different client. It never mm -hmm. got boring. You weren't going to the same desk every day, what have you. That, you know, I had that idea going on with design plus so much more. So I went down the rabbit hole. I literally put on like my, my, I work in New York City in consulting business woman suit. I wrote up a resume that was all taking any skill I had and trying to gear it towards design. I took my like two design courses that I had, I think I'd finished one and was in the middle of my second at Parsons. And I just hit the streets of New York and knocked on every boutique. I knocked on every door. I went through the AD 100. They were like, who are you? No. Um, <laughs> I did all of it. Um, and eventually, you know, it was I don't think it was my first tier pick because, you know, I was coming out of like being hired for one of the big six accounting firms and doing their consulting side. I was like going after the 8100 and they were like, no, 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 go get some experience. <laughs> and I went and I did Allen and I walked in and was like, here's my story. Here's what's happening. And so I worked at the flagship store in Manhattan for about 18 months. And then I was like, this girl's got to get off the Saturday shift because they are right. serious. Was Saturday, Sunday, right? Like you don't, there's no time off. So um, yeah, so that was, I've got something popping up on my screen. So anyway, that was the whole idea of get out there, get some experience. And the, then it turned out the training was amazing. Literally. <gasps> did um, you go to Danbury for the, for the training? I did. Me yeah. too. Oh my Danbury God. Training so and awesome. it was great. And because I was at the New York flagship, the Farouk was Farouk, there, like yeah. the whole mm -hmm. team was there. They had all their big conference, they had their uh, conference room there and a big meeting space and everything. So, and through that, I got somehow through the corporate ties of Ethan Allen, I did um, Joy Behar's apartment. I saw and, that. Yeah, I saw when you guys, I am so happy you released that video recently. That know, is just so cool. Yeah, it was cool. We, we were like, okay, let's throw it back. I mean, if you've got that on your reel, you may as well throw <laughs> yeah. it out there. So. <laughs> it's fun. That's so awesome. Long time. Um, you know, so that I didn't realize how similar our paths were. I actually came out of finance too. I was in private oh, banking, servicing high net worth individuals and businesses. And um, it was so funny because I brought the pretty into banking. So I, I'd be like my loan docs. I'd be like, I don't know if you can find anything in there, but they are the prettiest don't loan docs you will ever see. <laughs> I'd get like all those beautifully colored tabs and you know, I'd be like, on this side is this. And I would follow a process, but they were like the pretty, I was always so proud of my loan. So it's so funny how 
you can take something from finance and bring it into design, but it's mm -hmm. funny how if you are creative and, and you love things that are beautiful, you know, how it actually can translate into something such as finance, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there is something so, I mean, I think of design as quite mathematical too. Like, I'm, I know Dixie's like super on the architectural yeah. side of things. Like, yeah. there's just a rhythm and a flow to it. I love doing CAD. I love doing the functional layout of a room is like where a ton of my excitement comes from in addition to layers and layers and layers of all the finishes. But, um, but there is that side of it too that still feels mathematic to me. Love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys, we, I need that. Split, in we're split on this one. I'm like, I, I don't even like to do a floor plan. I'll be like, oh, I've got to do a floor plan. Like that is... <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be just like layering samples and paint swatches and you know like right. I like that really like tactile part of it mm -hmm. uh, if I have to sit at my computer I'm like nope nope <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope not happening I on the other hand today was going yes I get to do a floor plan oh I know I love that I love that part that's the best yeah I'm always like don't take that part away I want to do the think tank in it all yeah working mm -hmm. it out it's like something you think that when you get the try it a whole bunch of ways and then you solve it and I just get so stinking happy with that exactly. yeah what podcast am I on right now <laughs> she's like rope it in people rope it in I'm getting a headache just thinking about it one time I was talking to Dixie and I was talking about the things that she does like her construction docs and her plan reviews and right in the middle of my sentence i I bored myself in the middle of my sentence talking about the thing. I was like, it was so, it's so funny. Like I will literally just go completely blank on that stuff. It's like, I'm, I'm four walls in paint. And then from there to the, to the clicking, the, the that's me, you know, but yep. the rest, I am just like, oh my gosh, I cannot even handle that. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny though but there's like a I don't know there's a part to which I get like okay this is tedious I've been looking at this plan forever it's got to stop and that's just like but then I'll do the same thing if I'm looking for that one last fabric I'm like all right I've combed our entire library it's time to get on the phone with all the reps and be like can you send coordinates can you send coordinates can you yes. send we end up with like boxes of fabric yes. and I'm like now we're talking now I start yeah. <laughs> Christmas yes I love when the boxes of fabric arrive good stuff so Dix, we wanted to talk about um, some of the visibility that Miss Sandra Funk's doing because she is, you, girl, I have to tell you, you have, I have known you a long time online. That is one thing. You and I have known each other quite a long time online. A long, long time. I'm thinking 2014 as well is, is when we first met. I and think I, 13, 14 for sure. Like yeah. at least, yeah. I have seen you, your game like I, I was watching videos that you posted on the design network and I was just like, I mean, I got, I got a little jealous that they're so beautiful. Jealous oh, in a good you. way, not jealous yeah. in a bad way. <laughs> just like, oh my gosh, I wish I had somebody to do all that for me, but no, so beautifully done. I really, thank really. You. Uh, you thank you. Thank you. My crazy good team. I mean, I have noticed seriously everything that you have done whether it be um highlighting people in your community when you did your whole rebrand i was just like it's so it just you just turned into a whole different 
person. You just completely up leveled. And Thank I you. just want to acknowledge that because I want you, you know, I, I don't stalk you, but I just, you know, we have been <laughs> like in the same. You. I noticed it's you. like a I circle know. of stalking. It's all good. I'm right there with y'all. <laughs> so I just want to acknowledge that, that I really love what you're doing. I think your brand is in so, in such, you know, good alignment with what you, what you represent and the work you do. And, um, you've definitely, um, separated from the pack in my Thank eyes. you so, so much. Thank you so much for that. The rebrand, I have to give so much credit to my team. I, um, I went out and really looked for an office manager who could also help me get my branding and my PR under control and really proactively was trying to find someone who had that skill set. Um, I work with Nicole from Curio Electro, who I, I put her name out there every single time I get a chance because I owe her so much. She literally just keeps coming back and going, I don't know, you're, you're, you're punchier than that. You're brighter than that. You're more funk than that. Like, you know, she just keeps pushing on me to say, does it feel true? Does it feel authentic? Does it feel like the final edit? Um, she was absolutely instrumental. And then Rania and Sarah Harris are my um, dream team in-house. So awesome. Rania's the office manager who is also just like a PR whiz. She's um, just two little kids. And I seriously... I think that the reason that I have these overqualified, brilliant people in my office is because I'm willing to be flexible and have a schedule that works for the moms because mm -hmm. there is a force of overqualified, underutilized women looking mm -hmm. for something to between pop up and pick up or get a sitter and work a full day or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, they need to use their brains. Um, they want to be useful. They want to be helpful. They want to be appreciated. And they're experts at what they were doing before they decided to become an expert at making, you know, the family life number one. And a lot of people trying to get a toe back in the water. If you can be that, um, that first step for them, I think there's an, an immense amount of value in that. And I think, and that's like, you know, my whole, my whole thing is um, women entrepreneurs, women who are working like this, it's, it's a grind and it is. Um, so we did the whole series women who own it. And I think mm -hmm. that's just all about giving props to these people that are killing it and knowing from the inside how hard that is. So Absolutely. it's a whole team effort. Thank you. Awesome. Did you do a series I'm, too where you spotlighted local people on your mm -hmm. blog community? Yeah, yeah. So we have a um, a series called Locals We Love, in addition to Women Who Own It. Mm -hmm. So Women Who Own It tend to be a lot of our local entrepreneurial women, and not not restricted to that. But then Locals We Love are the coffee shop where we get our coffee, and they actually named um, they named a drink after us called the Funktado. It's amazing. In case you're in the area. <laughs> Yep, good stuff. Um, but like our, our local, you know, restaurants, our local um, boutiques, the local people in town, the local um, film festival, the local art museum, I think the framer, our rug guy, you know, everyone like that, that we try to use. Um, we're in a town that's very vibrant, has a lot of artists. So there's a whole community there as well. And from the visibility standpoint, there is massive return on focusing on local be it authentic, have it, you know, your the real sushi place you use, not just like blanket yeah. dusting yeah. 
out to local. Yeah. Then if it's real and they're like the kind of people that would name a drink after you because they actually know you and you go in there, um, that tagged properly, shared properly, authentically shared, that is how you get a corner on your own market. So if you Google interior design Montclair, interior design Northern New Jersey, interior design Essex County, we we are showing up and we haven't paid a dime to Google. We are right at the top. And that's from being local, tagging local, writing our SEO keyworded blog posts, the visibility. Um, and that's all coming from Nicole from Curio Electro giving us that wisdom of saying, you know, people want to hear where you like to shop. They want to hear where you get your coffee. They, they're interested because, you know, you're someone who they go to for expertise on design and lifestyle. So it's relevant. So well, using that's great. I mean, Dixie and I, I don't know if you know, but we um, coach other designers on their visibility as well. We offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. And our questionnaires actually talk about um, I asked them, what do you, what alcohol do you drink? What do you drink coffee or tea? I think that all of that, there's so many parts of us. It's not just, oh, we make pretty rooms. That you make a pretty room. I make a pretty room. Dixie makes a pretty room. That's fine. But what is those other layers? What are the other layers? What makes us different and unique and not different in a competitive way, but you know, it's fun. Like Dixie and I, we were in Tennessee and we were drinking moonshine and we were doing something similar to you called moonshine, moonshine. in design. <laughs> nice. you know? And so it was so fun because my husband- So many iterations I, on that. <laughs> I know. We watch, uh, we watch the moonshiners show my husband does. And so it's kind of like one of our little guilty pleasures. So when I was in the Smoky Mountains, I was like, we have to do moonshine and design but it shows that we got a lot of attention and a lot of comments from that and um Dixie built her business from moving she didn't know a single person well not one mind. person oh and you had one you cheated oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and grew her business and you know and yep. so it's we are so big on community, um, but like you said, authentic, authentically yes. connecting with your community. Yeah, definitely. And I think that idea, when you said that my brand redo is in alignment and just it took it up another level, that is exactly, I think, what all of a sudden it just didn't feel... It, it, like, I don't know, had I grown up? Did I, you know, what was I hitting that different stride or what have you? I don't know. But all of a sudden it wasn't crisp enough. It wasn't sharp enough. It wasn't bold enough. And so the rebrand became really important to me because it needed to be more me. And that's, and again, I think you level up when you true up to who you are. The other thing is having that outside view, because I know when we work with designers, I we have a, a membership lab, and we talk to, called the Visibility Lab, and Dixie does lives in there, and she'll be talking, and if it's somebody that I've had a consultation with, and I'm in my car listening, I will pull off the road and be like, get me on that live right now, <laughs> and I'm like, you have 30 years of experience, and some people don't understand, they can't see themselves absolutely the, val the value they can't own the value it takes somebody from the outside and I'm always amazed that I can vision someone else almost like I can when I walk in a room 
As yeah. I get to know them, I could actually vision them. Not that I'm, I'm not a branding expert, but I'm like, why aren't you sharing this? Or why don't you share that? Or, you know, in that, I, you in can that see way. see the pluses and you can highlight them. Exactly. And so it's so important. I think that you're talking about that you had Nicole to do that to you, to say, you, you know, yeah, you mm-hmm. push it, even push it a little bit, you know, if maybe you are a little you have, you know, this brightness about you, but maybe it could go a little brighter or maybe you could step into this a little bit more, you know? So absolutely. And I think, yeah, that's the whole thing is that I, you know, every day I wake up and I'm just me. Right. And there's like a kid's feeling cereal and like a dog's got to go out and like the clients are calling and people need things and this is happening. And it's really hard to sit back and go "Ah, 10 years in business. Yep. We, we own it. It's time to raise it up a lot. Because <laughs> you're just in your life. You're just you are in, you're in it, right? Mm-hmm. So there are times when that being forced to step back or taking help from another perspective is so huge. So that's amazing that you guys do that because I still, one of my one of my things that I keep finding myself saying is that being an entrepreneur and being a designer, especially because it's not, it takes daily courage because it's not mm-hmm. the day you business. It's not the day you decide to get an office space. It's not the day you decide to hire your first employee. It's every time you put yourself out there creatively in a presentation for a client, Mm -hmm. every time you're standing on their front porch, ringing the doorbell going, Hey, hi, am I what you thought I'd be? How you thought it would be? You know, like it's daily. It is a putting yourself out there over and over and over again. Um, And I think that it's, Again, you just get lost in the shuffle. Like it's it's so good to step back and see that and and own that and not be just in the mix of it because you get it's it's busy work. There is oh one thousand and one million details of what we do, and I've been struggling recently trying to explain that to my clients. And I'm at the point where I'm like, never mind. I'm gonna do what I do. You do. <laughs> you know, trying to educate the client on how much it takes. I don't know. Then maybe that another situation but anyway (laughs) well I wanted to touch back real quick about um all the things that you do in the community because I know you mentioned to us that you were president of the junior league at one point and how has all of your community activities helped you to gain local clients oh huge huge so I moved from um Let's see, we were in New York for about five years. Then we moved to Chicago for a year and a half. I jumped into a big firm in Chicago um, where they had like a big marketing department and they just kind of had a ton of clients coming in and fed clients to me. Um, But what happened there, so I wasn't having to struggle for my own leads, but what happened there is I was going on those interviews, closing those clients um, and building word of mouth through that and working it out. So I came 18 months later, we decided that the, I'm from Michigan originally, but we decided Chicago wasn't for us. My husband's job brought us back to the East Coast. By that time, we'd been in Chicago, so we had gotten a dog and like so much more furniture than any Manhattan apartment could ever hold. (laughs) So we started looking for a house in the suburbs, which is how we ended up in New Jersey. Um, So we, so we land in this little town in New Jersey with just the requirements were commutable from to the city and I wanted to be able to be walking still. I didn't want it to have to feel like, like how I grew up in Michigan where every time you leave the house, you're getting in a car to go somewhere. I still right. wanted to be able to like walk to town and blah, blah, blah. So um, so we moved to this town where I knew no one 
And I went to work for another designer. I think I went to work for two designers for a little while. One, um, anyway, this is when I decided, you know, I can do this better myself. <laughs> it was one of those moments. <laughs> but um, I'm like, if they're surviving, I can make this happen. But the, I came to the to New Jersey and had to build it bootstraps, right? And had to like figure out how to get a client. So literally, um, one of my first clients, I was laying in the dentist chair and they were sampling the like brightest neon teal, like bad bright though, color for the wall. And I was like, hold on, hold on, can you? I was like, can you, I will help you for free. Like, just please don't paint this room this color right now. Like, A, why are you sampling paint colors while I'm in the chair? What's going on here? <laughs> and B, <laughs> and B, please let me help you. Don't don't paint your walls that color. Like, I won't ever be able to come and sit here again. Right. And make me mad. Um, so it was being out in the community like that. But then I really quickly joined the Junior League and started volunteering and starting to get to know people. You know, fast forward nine years later, I was the president. Um, so it, the community went from being, I don't know anyone to, I never ever leave the house anymore where I don't know someone. Right. So, right. and then the junior league, the whole point is it trains volunteers so that the people who are in it go on to be the heads of all the other local organizations in town. So I've always had a philanthropic heart. That's just, you know, how my mother raised me. Um, so that is a really nice tie-in for me. And it was a, it's a great way to, I've met so many people. And there are so many links back to that original Junior League base still in my client network. Yeah, so I think getting out there, it's, it's really important. And it can be a mommy group and it can be yeah. a tennis club. It, you know, it can be anything, but it's getting out there and meeting the actual people. You're speaking Dixie's love language. Yeah, you're speaking my love language, plus the whole community. I mean, Rachel and I are both big on community and doing service projects and stuff like that, but getting out there, and I am the world's biggest introvert. Like, I could sit happily in this room and never leave ever again. She says that, but she, you know, she like, we stayed out like practically all night when we were in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we but that's like practice. It's one of those things where everybody says, no, I can't do it, but you can it's possible i'm if i can do it anybody can and so yeah exactly. going out doing local so stuff yeah local stuff is so important it's so funny too because i i'm very comfortable talking in front of a crowd i danced growing up so being on stage never made me uncomfortable because it was just part of you know every every year ended with a big show or whatever um I'm more comfortable being up on stage talking or being on camera talking than I am one-on-one. And that's the, cause it's, and I don't know if it's a weird version of an introvert because I'm like, oh, give me a speech to read in the podium. No problem. I can do that. Like blah, 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 blah. But um, cocktail party, don't know what, don't know what your deal. Hey, who are you? Like, I am the worst at small talk. I'm so awkward not, at small talk. So I just bad. not good at it. I, yeah, it's, that's tough. Small talk is really, really tough for me. Now, at an that's, industry event, yeah. Mm-hmm. tell me your story. How'd you get into design? You know, that's, that's an easy one. But I will tell you, what you just said is exactly what you say at all those other things. So tell me about yourself. Right. Then you don't have to talk. Right. Yeah, you just ask a good That's question. my secret. I don't, I don't talk. That's good, though. But that's also, that's a great listener. And that's wonderful for what you do, too, mm-hmm. right? Get them talking. Get your clients talking. So we want to talk, touch on... Uh, 
your online visibility, which is your new venture. How new is it, your wine and design series that you're- so Wine and design, I think we've been doing it every Wednesday at four o'clock. We go live on Facebook. And I think we've been doing it for a couple months, two months. Yeah, yeah, two months. So we're that pretty new. Fun. We haven't run out of things to say or drink yet. So that's, that's good. good. <laughs> Well, we're super excited to be on there. I love the concept. Anything, you know, everything rhymes with design, which is so nice. Yes, it's very helpful. So many alcohol drinks that rhyme with <laughs> Well, you guys can drink what you bring whatever you want to the table. My drink of choice is always wine. Um, and this whole, this whole thing started again. My internal team who was like, everything is video. Everything is video. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to be stuff we post isn't going to be seen unless we get video. We, it's the next wave. It's the thing. We need to be doing it. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yes. 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 Kick, yes, it, you know. kick it down the road. Kick it down yes, the road. I'm <laughs> like, a, yes, my 10 year old. A hundred percent. Yep. Make that happen. And finally, um, they came to me and they were like, we figured it out. And I was like, okay. They were like, every Wednesday at four o'clock, we're going to open a bottle of wine and roll camera. And you'll show up because we'll have wine. And I was like, you have a very good point. <laughs> I will so show up. I'll show up early. I'll be like, is it open yet? Is it open yet? <laughs> Some Wednesdays, you're like, mm-hmm. Right? Have to wait until four. Right? Nah. Warming up is helpful. I know. I'm excited because I get to start drinking at one. I told my See? husband, I was like, get me some wine. I usually drink cab, but I, I said, get me some blush because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's more of a daytime wine. <laughs> Not that I know <laughs> what daytime wine is, but it just felt lighter. Um, so I'm so excited to be on there and to chat with you. And we're going to do it Zoom, right? Because we can't come, to, obviously we can't come to New Jersey. Yeah, we're going to Zoom this thing, and uh, yeah, I cannot wait to have you guys join me on the, we'll Flip the Switch. It'll be awesome. Same, it's going to be, be location-ish. Right. <laughs> is it going to be your, your, your first virtual wine party? Yes. Yes. That's so fun. First virtual wine and sign. Yeah. I like it. I Dixie and I do yeah. virtual um, cocktail parties in our groups. That's We've always awesome. done them. Yes. We love, they're so fun. You know what? I don't, I never realized it, but I've been doing virtual drinking with my cousins and my sister for years because my entire family is still in Michigan. And we all just get on FaceTime because <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. I'm always the one that's not in town. And so I get FaceTimed and then we just hang out together. They're oh, like, we're yes. drinking and we miss you. Go get a bottle of wine. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Okay. I'll grab two just in case this one yeah. runs out. <laughs> so well, I love all the coaching you guys are doing. I, I was, your site, everything is just amazing. And again, this oh industry, God, if that was out there when I first started, amazing. We're having so much fun because um, we were just talking about it. It's different working for a design firm than it is starting your business from scratch. You know, oh, yeah. starting, like you said, finding that one first client, that one first consultation. It's like once you get that momentum, it's so different when you're sitting there, whether you're sitting in a showroom and you have your, your ups walking yep. in the door mm -hmm. or you're sitting in, in, you know, in a firm and everything's fed to you. It's a totally different energy than setting up your business and going out, connecting your community, connecting online. It's so different. And so we've been really good at that. We've actually, what happened is we actually coached each other. 
So um, I'd be like, Dixie would go somewhere. I'm like, did you get that photo? You know, she'd be like, oh, I was moving furniture or whatever. I'm like, do you get a photo of you doing it? And she's right. all, so I push her on the online and then I, she'd be like, did you go to that chamber mixer that you talked about? And I'm like, mm, you know, so we yeah. literally have coached each other through and we both have a great balance now. And so that was sort of like the premise of what, why we started doing it. We, we, we are still working designers, obviously, but um, it's just another layer that we've added in because we've had great success even in, great. so we were talking about your wine and design series. Um, you know, just from being visible online, I've had collaborations with Kirkland's. Um, I've gotten styling jobs for furniture catalogs. Oh, amazing. I mean, I mean just like, stuff like I would have never anticipated, you know, and just from putting myself online every day, every day, every day. Um, and you know, it's just opened up different income streams, different opportunities, and you just never know. You just kind of have to step out in faith, I think. Yeah, I think that's amazing. So that is definitely one of the things that I want in visibility. That's one of my visibility goals is Mm -hmm. we have a, thriving referral-based full-service design in New Jersey and New York. So we have, um, you know, a six-person firm where we do renovations and we do interior design and it's wonderful. And it can be exhausting, you know, it can be, it can be an absolute grind when we have three things under construction or, or something switches up in a client's world and that project is no longer and, you're all tied to the whims of your clients. And when you're doing projects at that level, there aren't that many of them. And if there, there's always this balance too, for me, like if I get over nine active clients, my brain doesn't function anymore. I can't manage that many relationships. If we get, so there's, there's just a balance on that. So we launched online design when we launched the new um, rebrand. Mm-hmm. really wanting like in my heart of hearts wanting more design less relationship project management less tied to the whims of the client and the kid got into school or the or some you know there's a divorce like less tied to everybody you know because a residential client it's not like you're doing a couple of years you know, with a big company and it's set in stone and it's concrete like it's all in the whims of these homeowners and I'm doing it for 11 years on my own and 17 years in the industry so it's not like it doesn't work but you have to have the deck really good and stacked for it to work and as we kind of keep again it's really luxury full service design so it's just when a project wraps naturally or when it ends because of something going on in a client's world it's very like we got to get another one and Mm -hmm. it just feels very um I don't know if it's just again maybe it's my my time to say reactionary thank you that is exactly it like it all just hits me here and even Mm -hmm. if it ends because it's supposed to it still feels like the end of something um so online design for me I want to stay in that zone of like solving the puzzle of the floor plan and doing all the selections and like handing off this beautifully wrapped. We love putting it all together and making the it package. so beautiful. And yeah. Yeah. Putting the package together and using the beautiful words to describe like what the vision for your room is and helping them walk through every execution of how to make a beautiful bed and how to hang the art and da da da. I love putting that all together and then going off it goes. See you later. Okay. 
it's you we you paid us in full we delivered in full sayonara sister who's next you know like <laughs> that feels <laughs> feels very design focused and that i think that was my thing like we kind of got like the big projects are amazing but you can get so deep in the like contractors fighting with the person with the thing and the mm-hmm. and every once in a while i need a, a design break where it's just the good stuff mm-hmm. and so online design really is supposed to be my design break and it's working really well for that like it just is makes my heart happy um so that's online design for us and then the visibility goals are really around we have accidentally prototyped a few um, product lines just based on not being able to find something in the industry. And then the typical me, I'm like, I don't know. I'll put it over here until someone calls me and says, do you have any product lines you want to touch? (laughs) So there's a couple of those laying around in the office, like just tucked into corners and stuff. Um, And literally we did like a portfolio book and then it was like, well, let's do a a takeaway from each photo. And then the next thing I know, we had a hardcover bound book, you know, like, what is this? So what is this? (laughs) No, but it's literally, it's like in my office, it's behind me. And I'm like, well, what is it doing? Like, no one knows about it. No, so yeah. the visibility challenge of like, let's ramp this up. Let's do wine and design. Let's get out there. Let's get a platform. Let's get visibility. It's based on, I think there's a lot more for, I think there's a product line. I think there's a book. I, I think there's wine and design as a show, you know, our own little gig, um, the Facebook videos and things like that. So I think there, I would like to build the other streams of income. I would like to, I'd like to just cherry pick three amazing interior design, full service projects a year and have everything else rolling, be a part of the community, be at market. You know, there was years where I didn't go to market because I literally couldn't leave because I had too many projects going on. Like I want the I want the joy of it. I want to be inspired. I want a brain break so that I can bring back the best possible design too. I actually have a book. I got what's well, another thing that happened. I got asked a publisher approached me and asked oh. me to co-author a book on video marketing and it's launching next month. Good so, for you. I mean, just like the other stuff, you know, you just never know, like, that's what we keep telling our group is just put yourself out there mm-hmm. and not like yeah. unintentional, like, not just like, Oh, you know, like am I, I'm cute or whatever. Just, just for like, the sake of visibility little, isn't a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, have some strategy and think about it and, you know, ha- definitely have your goals. Like you keep saying your visibility goals, your visibility goals. That's our love language right there. Um, but, we always, even when we went to market, we, we said, we are not going to over schedule. We want to leave room for magic. We want to leave room for chance meetings. We want to be able to like, not, you know, we meet this perfect person or whatever, some future partnership or collaboration. And we don't want to be like, well, we got to go. We've got, we, I've got five minutes to get to the IHFC building or whatever. You know what I mean? We definitely left space for me. I just totally got chills. I, that you guys left room for magic. That is so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) love it that is really you know you use your strategy but you also you know you leave I mean it's just nice so I think that's a perfect place to end it when you get the goosies I think we're done. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we're done. At that point. Where do you go after the goosies? I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I think that we can leave it on visibility goals and leaving room for magic. Like, yeah, got it. Absolutely. Got it. 
done Amazing. deal. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. And anybody Sandra. who, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anybody who <laughs> would like more information about Sandra can head over to designandstylepodcast.com. The latest episode will be posted there and we'll have all of her, where you can find her all over the interwebs. That's awesome. right. And you can find us with her hanging out in the afternoon with a little wine and talking a little design. Absolutely. Thank you so much, ladies. Have a good one. Thanks, Sandra. This podcast was made possible in part through the support of our preferred partners, like the Design Network. The Design Network offers one of the most powerful to-the-trade e-commerce programs in the furniture industry, combining the top brands in furniture, the best prices, and unparalleled logistics all in one place. Go to www.thedesignnetwork.com to join the Design Network's Trade Direct program, create your designer profile, connect with new clients, and start shopping today.